Hello, welcome back. Episode one, two, three. Wow. And we're continuing. Uh, we started something very important last week. I'm, I'm smiling, but I am serious about that. We kind of started off again, returning to uh, a book by Emma and Stephanie Marston, Type R, Transformative Resilience for Thriving in a Turbulent World. And we started talking about this last week, particularly about a concept called active engagement. We're going to return to that today because it is, it is so valuable a skill and something to be aware of, and we think it's worth talking about again. We do. The, I think one of the things that we, we need to, why this appeal to us is it's, it really reiterates what we teach people and what we work with all the time. And this is a, a beautifully written I really recommend this book. It's not academic. It's, 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 it's very it's, understandable. And it's practical. And it's real. Um, but it, it just fed into everything we know is true. And we encourage people. We also know that the Marstons have brought things up, as we do at the Institute, that this is the antidote to a person doing the wrong things during a crisis and stress. We've seen plenty of that. Mm -hmm. We've also seen the deterioration and disintegration and the damage folks do by running away or denying or collapsing. collapsing. Yeah. And we've seen that. And this is the antidote. And it is practical and it's real. Mm -hmm. um, people can change. A lot of people, unfortunately, don't. But they should. Um, because this is a very positive, forward-moving type of picture. And they say, one of the things that they say right off in the beginning is that life is change. A lot of change. And I, I mean, I love, one of my things that I've always, as a psychologist, that I always had trouble with is these theories and this linear kind of thinking about it. You do this, this, and this, and this will happen, and that's the way life goes, and these are the normal stages of life. Well, I'll tell you what, that sure didn't fit my reality. And I would see it as a very, uh, many times, you couldn't do that, and life threw us, threw us off, and things happened, and it wasn't linear at all. In fact, no. the really good things seem to have come through when we're really thrown off course, when we really break through that kind of formula and live life and engage with it and grow with it. Um, this that we're talking about is just that. Um, you don't even grow, and you don't even... Um, discover these new possibilities unless you go through adversity. And so instead of seeing it as something catastrophic or terrible, um, you've got to see it as not as a threat, but as an opportunity. Right. Um, I know it's not easy, and I certainly can attest to that. I just know that there's en enough, certainly with me and within you, that goes deeper. And that is, you know that there's hope, that something good is going to come out of this. And it always does. Um, that doesn't mean the emotions that we go through are easy. No. Uh, the, and my God, we've seen plenty of catastrophes. I've lived through many. Losing my wife in the last seven and a half months has been the worst thing that's ever happened to me. We've seen many other people affected by the pandemic, losing loved ones, working with people on the front lines and watching the, the helpers disintegrate. Mm -hmm. So we, we have seen disasters. I also know that it can be a tremendous opportunity for healing and growth. That you'll never achieve that until you go through until it. Until you go through it. I think sometimes people get so uh, fixed, fixated on change, meaning losing something. 
loss, and that is true. Letting go would be more like But a... the opportunity is for something new, and it can be something better. Okay. And, I, I, you know, we're taking things about how the Mar Marsons broke it down, but we know this is true. And one of the things, and we've certainly seen it with this pandemic in the last two years, is people lived in their comfort zones. They didn't mm -hmm. have to think too much. Everything seemed pretty stable, secure, in control. Um, it's going okay. And that, and that is part of every life. There are times when you're in a comfort zone. Yes. However. However, to get married to it is a disaster yeah. because life is not like that. No. And what we've seen is many people who um, thought they had it together and they had a good job and they had money and they had semblance of really security discovered in a very short time that it all went to hell quickly. I mean, it wasn't just financial, it was the, the entire way of life was blown out of the water. Mm -hmm. Large corporations shut down. They, they let all their people go. Yeah. We've seen, we saw so much. We saw how many restaurants, our, our town closed down. Like all the restaurants, town. all the different uh, businesses that closed because people were not to be meeting indoors, going out it was doing non-essential activities, yes. And it was a disaster. It yeah. was so disruptive and so it's terrifying to watch this on such a massive level, but nonetheless, mm -hmm. it really did happen. Yes. We're still living out the effects of it, um, but not as, not as bad, thank God. Um, so that was a disruption. That was we a, were using their term. That was a disruption. That was, their, that was a disruption that changed the status quo. And here's the thing. If you're used to looking at life, not in a linear way, but hey, life is filled with, with changes. Um, not all easy and not all good, but if you've come through them, you, you have a survival mechanism that says, not only can I get through this, I'll probably wind up thriving somehow. Mm -hmm. um, and I know when it came, we did not go down. No, we didn't, but, um, and their next stage, let's make sure we don't skip that, is that often people feel after a disruption like chaos has hit them. Life is chaotic, it's not the same. Uh, things are not the way they've been and they've got to this is a key point to me because right. chaos is where you either accept what's happening and start to find a way to move forward or you reject it and you try to go back well one of the things that that, that stage this is it forces you to really all your foundations are called into question all of a sudden everything is up in the air and it's a very confrontive and challenging and emotional time um, because you can't escape it. We, we've seen this, and we have related to this a little differently in other, other shows, um, because we deal with what we call an extraordinary reality. I talked to one of my friends, one of my hospice friends in Florida today, and we talk about that as the people that work on the front lines that are dealing with death and dying and serious illness and all of those things, they don't live like most people. No. They don't work like most people. Their values are different. Um, and they're forced to confront things much more actively. So that those things that they experience as, I wouldn't say normal, but a part of their life, mm -hmm. um, most people don't. But what we have found is there is so much to be learned living in this extraordinary reality. Easy? No. But giving you a resilience, a self-confidence, a capability. Fulfillment. A fulfillment. A purpose. Purpose finding yourself in a way that you never knew existed and you'd never discovered that unless you went through these things right. okay now that's happened on a massive level not not everybody 
uh, has d done well with this. I know that. No. No. But what we're talking about is when you're in that extraordinary reality, your foundations get rocked plenty. And um, it's we're dealing with a, a very changing process, usually deteriorating process. And we have to think quickly. We gotta know what we're, we gotta be able to evaluate and see what's going on and move on it and engage. Not get overwhelmed or not try to just shut down. To have to be able to live with all of this uncertainty. And one other thing, you got to learn how to take care of yourself in all of this. Right. And that's the caregiver's that's weak the caregiver spot. Side, yeah. And it's so easy to understand when you're dealing with someone who's dying or really sick. Let me tell you, it's easy to put your own stuff aside and just say, I, "What am I going to really worry about me right now? Look what's going on here." Well, the truth is, you better worry about you because this particular kind of thing can be deadly, but you can learn from it and you can become fulfilled. You can become the person you're meant to be. Now, for us to tell somebody who tends to avoid and run away mm -hmm. about all of this. It's hard for them to relate to what we're saying. They get overwhelmed. They yeah. can't even, it's almost like the, their mental computer can't even comprehend what we're talking about. And there are people who've not built a, a, a a stamina, a resilience, an experience of knowing that you can get through these things. You'll never know it until you do it. Until you do it. That's, so you can tell somebody until you're blue in the face. You can write how many books about it. Wonderful. Yeah. But when it comes to really facing life that way, well, there's those people that are engagers and those people that run. Mm -hmm. And you, you tell can them, learn to be an engager. That's the truth. You can. It takes... I am living proof. Yeah, that's not my phone, no, Jenny. No, it's not mine either. Whose is it? Okay, if you hear a phone ringing, I promise you, the low-tech person at the table, it's not me. Back to, back to what we were talking about. Our administrator here. Okay, all right. All right, anyway, don't blame me. All right, anyway, no, we don't blame around here anyway, so don't worry about it. But what we're really talking about is we know um, what life really looks like. We know that it's going to throw us curves. We know it can be on a massive level. We can actually choose to make these changes. It takes a lot of courage. Or life throws them at us fast and hard, and we got to move quickly and engage and correct course and learn to be creative. Stay open to opportunities. Um, I don't know if this is kind of where we would say, you know, if we're going to do their stages, their next one was that sometimes something comes into your life that they call a catalyst. Mm -hmm. Something occurs to you. It crosses your horizon when you're out there hoping to, to see what's available, what opportunities might be coming your way. And, this, that, and that's in the midst of all the stress. In the middle of it all. And all the upheaval. And yes, there is a stage, eventually, where you have one of the, you have these aha moments. Things all of a sudden, you begin to you begin to get glimpses of something good that can really come out of all of this. That's a sign of hope. Now remember, that's a stage that doesn't come right away. No. Um, for, a while, for a while, to be honest with you, you're in that no man's land. If you don't have control, you don't have an idea really where this is all going to go. You can't pigeonhole it like you used to and um, think about the results and um, think about, uh, you know, the, the job or the money or any of that. It won't work anymore. Yeah. So even though that worked in another reality, it doesn't work in this one. So you have to kind of live with yourself being 
exposed and anxious and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you something. A lot of people cannot tolerate that. Yeah. It's too, it's fine. They find that's it. That's their downfall. And it becomes their downfall because they mm -hmm. try to go back to pigeonholing and bouncing back off of old mechanisms that help them survive that are done. Not it's there. over. They're not going to work anymore. Right. And yet they want to go back to that. They want to try to recreate a comfort zone for themselves. Yeah. It's not real and it won't work. The real growth, the real healing, the real forward motion and, and um, discovering new, new levels, you're sure not going to discover them by trying to constantly go backward or cling to what was familiar in the past. It doesn't work anymore. That discovery takes time for some people. I'll be honest with you. We have some people who are going through what you usually kind of call an existential crisis. That's what and we that's call. That's similar to what we're talking about yeah. now. Yeah. And you know what? It's hard to convince them mm -hmm. until they look at the rest of their life that's falling apart because of poor choices and not forward motion, movement. Mm -hmm. And so they don't see challenges and difficulties as opportunities and possibilities. They see it as a threat. They three see it as some some terrible thing is going to happen, and they do everything they can not to move forward. Yeah. In the meantime, they go down a, down a, a very dark hole, and and unfortunately, we see enough of that at our, at our institute. These are not easy people to move because they're so frightened and insecure and feel so inept. Mm. So nice picture, huh? No, but yet these but... these Marstons. They, they are so clear about the importance of, of, if you're in that chaotic place, of staying there, tolerating it, looking around. Eventually, like they say, a catalyst comes into your life, some glimpse of an opportunity, mm -hmm. and then they say the next step is to integrate it. Is it the integration or yeah. renewal? Renewal is the last stage. Oh, yeah, integration. So what, integration is a big word. What do they mean, or what, do, what would we mean? by talking about integration. I know what I mean by it. Yeah, what do you mean? Well, I think that's one of the things where you begin to take things out of what you're going through and you begin to find ways to experiment a little bit and um, get creative. And uh, there's, no f there's no success or failure. There's no, upper, there's no end result of it. You're learning as you grow, but as you do it, you're beginning to integrate and find new ways and new possibilities that you never thought before. You begin to change is what really happens. Mm -hmm. Very hopeful state. A lot of people, it's not, this is when the, the emotion runs pretty high because people, you know, they're experimenting, they're, they're out there and mm -hmm. they're, they're pulling thing, trying to put things together and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It's a time of experimentation. It's a stage that, that when people are in it, to me, they come in and Sometimes they're really not sure if they're excited or scared. Yeah, that's it. They can have the very same feeling in some ways. Yes, that's... Or both at the same time. Yes, but it is a very hopeful stage. It's very They hopeful. don't know, but we know it. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very good sign when we begin to see that. Things will never be the same again. They've accepted that. And they're moving forward looking for a new sense of purpose. Getting new, new insights and awarenesses and activities that they never thought they would do before. They begin to change yeah. as people, and that is a good thing. See, there is hope to all of this, and the last part is renewal. You really do become a new person, a different person than you were before, and you begin to accept that, 
and you get, there's a sense of confidence and competence that comes over you through all of this. And you, your life begins to pull together and you live it as the new normal. And it's an exciting thing to watch, I gotta tell you. It's so much nicer than watching people fight to keep things the same. And hang on, because that's not a pretty picture. This one, though, mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. I think the Marstons know it. They write about it so beautifully. They've gone through it themselves. Yeah. We all have. See, yeah. that's one of the things about this book. We all have. And one of the best things that I found, especially people who work here at the Institute, what makes them so impactful and effective, they've been there. They know what it's like. They've been on the front lines, and they're still on the front lines. But out of that, they come away with something so much more special. And they gain these insights, and they gain the new behaviors, and they become different people for the better. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's, there's challenges there, because uh, frontline people, that happens to them, but doesn't necessarily happen to their families or their loved ones, because they're not on the front lines. So they have to go back and look at their families, look at their lives, and realize they're not where they want them to be. It's a, it's a real time of growth and pain, mm -hmm. and, and then, it's an exposure. Then you kind of maybe go through that cycle again, where you, you're, you're going to go through some disruption now in your family life and work that out. Yeah. And before I go too far with that, I just want you to know we're getting close to the end. Already? Already, already. Well, so I I'm tell you, you know. giving you time to finish. Okay, you know why we're doing this? Because we have such a commitment to the people who are givers, caregivers. The nurses, who I know are just burning out left and right, some of our favorite people. Doctors, um, counselors, firefighters, cops, um, frontline workers is what we call them. And we are seeing families as well who are taking on the caregiving. Like 48 million yeah. people yeah. are out there as caregivers, not on a payroll. The numbers keep getting bigger. And they're getting bigger and bigger. And we're looking at this and we are committed to helping these folks, all of you, to see the the good that could come out of this through these very difficult trying times. No one's minimizing that, I promise you. Yeah. But I can assure you, with a good support, and we need that in good mentoring, and loved ones coming alongside you, it really can turn out to be something very special, life-changing in the most positive way. And that's what we want to do, be coming alongside you and mentoring and guiding you and inspiring you and giving you hope. Absolutely, and our nonprofit, Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, I'll be honest with you, has added a new dimension to our work for the caregiver. Mm -hmm. And um, exciting. it's beginning. exciting. Mm -hmm. We're excited because we know it meets the, it's going to meet the needs, and it's growing exponentially. So keep your chin up. We're here for you. Um, when things get really tough and overwhelming, and don't expect yourself to be perfect, no. I assure you there is good that can come out of it. There is hope. But it's hope in action. And that's what I want to encourage all of you to keep going. Move forward. There's our title. What, what is hope it? in action. Hope in action. Moving There's forward. There's our title. Episode 123. Anyway, all our love and all our best to you. Our passion is with what we do and what you do. Hang in there with it. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. The Survivor's Guide to Life podcast is made possible by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, a 501c3 that depends on donations to keep us going. Please consider going to their website, sctraumatreatment.org. We are The Survivor's Guide to Life at thesurvivorsguidetolife.com. 
Facebook, Instagram, like, share, podcasts all over the place, and our own YouTube channel. We are at, Peter and I, 707-781-3335 or Jenny at BernsteinInstitute.com. Thank you for joining us, and we wish you all the best. And have a great Thanksgiving, whatever the challenges are. That too. Hang in there. Take care.